Put your best hand clap together for Dr. Michael Gannon. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you so much, worship team. Weren't they great? Praise dear Lord. Praise God. Just love smartphones. I'm just now getting a text that my 15-year-old daughter is on eBay shopping for Birkenstocks. Without asking. Stretch out your hands toward me as I'm slightly distracted now. <laughs> So, yes, Father, please touch me. <clears throat> Has that ever happened to you? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm so privileged to be here this evening. And um, <clears throat> this is about probably the 20th time I've been in Alaska. And every time I come, I just feel like I am home. And I love this place. Um, and I feel your love for me. And I really appreciate that. I mean that. Um, and so I just wanted to tell you that I'm very proud of you as a church. Yeah, give yourselves a big hand clap. You are a generous people, a very gracious people. Uh, my wife, who was here this last weekend for the prophetic conference, said to me after, she, she said, um, and she's watching on TV. Hopefully it makes me look slim. No? <laughs> well, good, she loves me just the way I am. Hallelujah. How many men are thankful for that? God made love blind. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. None of us would be married. So, um, so anyway, what was I saying? Oh, so she said to me, she said, um, she said, I have never felt so loved in a place before. And, um, and you just are great people who love very well and so thank you for loving on my wife and for loving on me and I'm so thankful I have a great message tonight and um, title of my message is be everybody say be be the revival you want to see and it's sort of rhymey it's kind of rhymey so, be the revival you want to see. What up, little dude? How you doing? So, be the revival you want to see, and we just welcome all the folk who couldn't leave home. And thank you for watching. So, uh, would you tell me your name, young lady? Laura Lee. Here, could you stand? Would you mind terribly? I promise not to embarrass you. I do promise. This is Laura Lee. She is a barista chick. 
who works at the place, flowers, but, and I prayed for her. And uh, here, stretch out your hands. So, Father, thank you for Laura Lee. Thank you for her life and her little flower. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. Lord, we release a divine impartation for direction tonight. Lord, as she has sought you for direction, for guidance, as she has sought your face to know which way to go and the turning points of our lives when we come to those crossroads. And we don't want to miss you, God. We seek your face. We beseech you. We, we get in our word. We ask uh, direction from people that we love. Like your word says, a wise man seeks many counselors. And she's uh, at one of those pivotal moments of her life. And so, Lord, I thank you for your direction. I thank you for the impartation of knowing what to do. And, and Zechariah and the word that says that there will be a voice behind you saying, this is the way of the Lord, walk ye in it. That, Lord, you would just show her divine, uh, divine wisdom, illuminate her path, I pray, in the name of Jesus, to know which steps to take, what actions to take, which way to go, what decisions to make, that, Lord, all of it would just be supernaturally illuminated by you, and that, Lord, even in the midst of it, there would be uh, no wrong turns, Lord. You can uh, check our spirit as we go to just go, nope, that's not it, nope, that's not it, nope, that's not it, Lord. And so, Father, even in the midst of her seeking your face and wanting direction, wanting to know what to do and where to go and what to say that, Lord, there would be those little little nudges and checks that, God, you would just keep her perfectly encased in the center of your will. And I thank you, Father, for her amazing, pure heart. Thank you, Lord, that uh, man looks on the outward appearance, but you look on the heart. I thank you that you see this uh, dear, dear daughter of yours, pure in heart. In fact, that's your word, Laura Lee, that the pure in heart shall see God. The pure in heart shall see God. It's the pure in heart that shall see God. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. You're welcome. She's a florist, and um, not to be confused with a flautist, but I, whenever I feel the anointing, I think people are baristas because it's just... Something really about me drawing on the anointing. Hallelujah. You ever feel like that? Just love coffee. Absolutely love coffee. And I love Alaska in part because everywhere you go, there's coffee. Like, dude, you can't even go a block and there's, co you know, there's another coffee spot. So I'm so thankful. And uh, the Austin Millers here, they had a great party. Does everybody know that it's your birthday? They had a great party. It's a birthday. It's 27. And, um, and along with another young lady is you're voting on tonight for our board of directors. Is that true? So it was his birthday, and we were able to just hang out with them. So um, why don't you stretch out your hands toward them? You know, I felt like um, just as I was praying before service, the Lord showed me a little more when I was at your house, and I, uh, Pastor Daniel introduced me and asked me to just come 
say something. And I, and I remember telling you that God's going to do more for you. I don't know if you remember that word. Um, but there would be more. And just as we were, um, excuse me, sir, just as we were um, worshiping, I felt like the Lord is going to give you a divine strategy. And it's sort of like the 12 tribes of Israel that there were, uh, each tribe had a different camp. And I saw, um, you know, that word of more. And really the Lord is going to give you both uh, divine wisdom to implement the plan of the more. And I saw like camps for each of your kids and for your even your grandkids that there are going to be camps and strategic um, positionings for your children and that this legacy that you're going to leave is a rich inheritance for them and God is really going to enable you like when I say more um, you know when you add all the kids and then the grandkids that's a lot more right (laughs) that's a lot more and, and God is really going to give you strategies. And I even felt like in the uh, area with land and houses, and I saw like, uh, I don't even know what to say, like ostimental compound, you know, just a compound of just God's glory and blessing and more for you and your kids and your grandkids. What a good word. Love you. You're welcome. Love you. Can I pray for you, sir? What is your name? Jason. How would you stand? I promise not to embarrass you, too, because you're bigger than me. But um, other than that, bigger than me. And everybody in Alaska packs. We, we heard the greatest story. We Don't they? You're looking at me like I just... Not everybody? Okay, fine. Many people in Alaska pack. And we were just... We were buying a case, and uh, I'm telling you a story. We were buying a case for my dear friend in Apple, and we were right across from in the mall in Anchorage. Computer, correct. Oh, oh. Okay, see, I'm so redeemed, I didn't even catch that. A case for his computer. Um, thank you for clarifying that. That's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> so, um, yes, at Apple, and um, and the and it's right across from that place where that guy pulled a gun on something, and then someone was there who, who, from Palmer who had a gun and said, "Do you know God?" Because the the other dude pulled a gun out. And the guy came up to him and said, do you know God? Because if you don't put your gun away, you're about to meet him. But only in Alaska. Isn't that a great story? That just happened a little while ago. We were buying a case for his computer. So tell me your name again. I'm sorry I got distracted. Sorry, Jason. Here, stretch out your hands toward Jason. Father, thank you for this uh, tremendous young man. Thank you, Father, for his life. And his life of faith, thank you, Father, for um, his steps, really, that have been ordered by you. Um, Lord, I thank you, Father, for uh, bringing him here to Alaska for what you've been doing in his life and uh, transforming him and really uh, the pioneer anointing that is upon him, got to be a trailblazer, to just blaze a trail where other people won't go. 
Thank you, Lord, for just a, a forger, like forging can look to be bad. You know, people forge checks, but people also can forge a destiny and can forge a trail and can forge a family and can forge. Forging can be very good. We're refined in the fire by a forging that God forges us together. And there is a DNA knit within you. Jason, that you just forge ahead no matter the obstacle, no matter the cost, no matter the consequence, that you just forge, 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 forge. You know, sometimes forging um, may have been to your detriment in the moment that you should have stopped and paused um, instead of plowing, you know, forward. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that. I have. My kids said, Dad, don't do that. And I just went, Pram, and got stuck. So, you know what I'm trying to say. So um, so I thank you for the spirit of forging, to just forge in this man what you're going to do in him, God, and that pioneering and the trailblazing and the things that have made him unique, uh, that really have endeared him to Alaska. Uh, Lord, if you cut a man from Alaska's cloth, this would be a picture of it. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you, Father, for... Uh, what lies ahead of him. And, uh, and I just feel like the Lord telling me that you haven't missed it. You didn't forge past him. Um, it's not like you missed the turn and, and, you know, and your GPS isn't you know, working anymore. You're right where you're supposed to be, young man. And, uh, and in the center of his will. And, and I just thank you that, God, you're the characteristics and the qualities and the things that um, you're doing in and through him. Uh, will be a great witness and testimony to his family and to people who love and care for him. So, Father, bless and release the uh, great, great entrepreneur spirit, uh, financial blessing, Lord, everything he needs to succeed. Father, we pray for that. We just release it. We just release it. We just release it in the name of Jesus. We just release it now in the name of Jesus. And thank you. I don't need to prophesy to say that you are a hard-working man because I can just see. I can just see looking at these hands. You are a hard-working man, dude. You are a hard-working man. You are a hard-working man. Father, I pray that you'd bless the work of his hands. Work of his hands would be blessed in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. May I pray for you people? Uh, if you want to stand, sorry, um, this is like the row of picking on people. Just, they're like, I should have sat in the back. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Picking on the gray people. So, and your little moose shirt. Um, so, tell me your name. Matthew. Matthew. And Christy. Christy. Nice. Cox. That's a great name. Thank, why don't you stretch out your hands to Matthew and Christy. Father, I thank you for this uh, dear family, this couple, God. Thank you for um, everything that you're doing in and through their life. I thank you, Father, for uh, your grace and your strength, even in the midst of struggle, uh, things, the tensions and things that sometimes pull us in different directions and try to... Uh, distract us. I pray for your strength and grace, even now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for um, your ministry uh, in their life, the things that you 
Um, what, what will be evident to all is the calling that God has placed upon you in your life. Uh, there is no question, and there's uh, uh, moments where people have maybe tried to make you, um, put you in a, you know, in, in a, like a s square peg in a round hole, sort of, you know, man, man sometimes tries to just fit you in what they perceive you to be. And, uh, and I, you know, in Kentucky, which is where I used to live, they call it being cornholed. I don't know if that makes any sense. You can Google it. Um, hopefully it's not a cuss word in Alaska. Um, and if it is, see my friend. Um, yeah, with the case. <laughs> I hope you're not visitors like you've never been here before. And you're like, who in the world are these people? Um, but I, I just saw, you know, like people trying to cornhole you and put you, you know, make you meet some standard or something, you know, even in ministry, just that was, a, you know, misunderstood that you're going to be in this spot or that spot. And, and it just didn't fit, didn't, didn't fit right. Um, and I just felt like the Lord uh, has what he has for you that um, he's going to do. And, and it doesn't matter that people couldn't figure it out doesn't matter that people couldn't, um, that it didn't fit their perception of what it should or shouldn't be. Does that make sense to you? Okay, I'm so glad. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you think just because I prophesy, this is like easy, right? I've never seen these people before, right? And as I said, almost everybody in Alaska packs, so I don't want to meet them in the parking lot later. So so the Lord is going to bring about that fit for you both. And, uh, and I thank you for their faithfulness. They have been faithful, 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 people, faithful. I don't know, I see you like um, the saints of old that had calluses on their knees, you know, from just praying and beseeching heaven and and there you know you just are such a faithful family such a faithful couple faithful to the call of God you could have you could have ditched for many many reasons many many times but you have stayed faithful and you have stayed steadfast and you've persevered and you have overcome <laughs> And overcome, and overcome, and overcome. It's like, you know, whatever the Army's little TV commercial, you know, they do more before most people in 8 o'clock. I just see you, you know, it's just overcomers do more before most believers even get out of bed. And you truly are a great witness for the cause of Christ. I just want you to hear me say that. You are truly a great witness for the cause of Christ. So I bless the cocks this evening. I bless them in the desires of their heart and the prayers that, Lord, seem like have just taken a while. <laughs> like certain things have just been on pause. 
and the wonder and any great believer would question and just go, I mean, I don't know. But I thank you that even in the midst of the I don't know, they pressed in so hard to you, God. Proverbs 21, verse uh, 31. He's praying over you. I heard, the, I heard this verse. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is the Lord's, or victory is the Lord's. And God is granting you victory. He's granting you victory. You'll see it. You'll see it with your own eyes. You'll see it. In fact, it's like you've already prayed through, you've burst through, you've broken through the line. You haven't quite seen it manifest in the natural just yet, but the Lord has already granted you victory. So we bless them tonight. Come on, someone say we bless them. Wow. You're welcome. Oh, I guess that was good. Here, give the Lord a hand clap. Uh. Wow. One great thing, I never ceases to amaze me that God still uses me. Never ceases to amaze me. Because I remember when he first met me. <laughs> so anyway, um, be the revival you want to see. Everybody with me? Turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Thank you all for the privilege of praying for you. Appreciate it. Acts chapter 2. Be the revival you want to see. How many want revival? Okay. Acts 2, 42. I'm reading out of an NIV. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. And many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to everyone as they had need. That verse I don't like. It's true. How many want to sell everything and go give it all away? Yeah, let's see. Don't be Judge Judy now. Certain things, anyway, never mind. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> yes. Uh, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so turn with me to Acts chapter 4. And let us read that verse of Scripture together. Acts 4, verse 32. I'm going to read verse 32 through 37. Is everybody ready? 
Okay, it says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had with great power. Everybody say great power. The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles feet and so both of these verses of scripture that we just read deal with uh, revival I've I've been in a few revivals um, uh, pastor Robert and I were talking uh, when I was a youth pastor we we were doing a camp at the Kaluakoi resort in Molokai and uh, this guy Randy Ruiz showed up, and uh, and when we when we got there, got off the plane, a witch doctor met him, and went to go curse him, and um, and God blasted the dude in the airport, and and we did this service at the Kaluakoi Resort, and and the first night while we were there. Um, the police showed up. And on Molokai, it's very small. But the police showed up because there wasn't anybody in town. They were looking for these young people and all these troublemaker gang kids, you know, that were always out there causing trouble. And they couldn't find them anywhere. And someone said they're at the church having revival. They're like, no, they're not. there's no way. There's no way. And so the police force showed up at the building. And, and we, were just, we were having the most astonishing move of God, I'm telling you. And this giant Samoan kid, like his neck was as big as my thigh. And just gigantic. He was probably six five. I'm six one and a half. He's probably six five, three hundred pounds easy. I would say, just this rock of a young man. And I'm gonna guess he was probably seventeen, eighteen years old. Gigantic. Do y'all follow me? At super big. And so we're praying, and you know, and. And I'm just crying because the Lord's touching this young man. And, you know, he's crying. And, and you know, I'm like snot everywhere. And I'm like, Jesus touched his life. And then he says, uh, I hate Hallie's bra. Which in Hawaiian means I hate you because I'm Caucasian, which is a Hallie. So I hate Hallie's bra. And he's this big, huge guy. And so I'm, t I'm like, You know, they don't train you for that in Bible college. You know, the six five three hundred pound dude who could snap me like a twig says I hate Howley's right when I'm praying for him. I don't he might snap me. You know, and we were like in the back in the dark and you know, I'm like, Oh Jesus, help me you know 
you know. It's, anyway, nobody knows what I'm talking about. So, so, so I don't know what to do, and I was already crying. And he says, but brah, I feel so much love for you. And he gives me this hug, and he's gigantic. He gives me this hug and just starts crying like a little kid. And I found out later he was the leader of that gang. And God just melted his heart that night. We, we had a youth revival when I was the youth pastor. I was, pastor Daniel was talking about a little bit this morning. And um, we would have parents show up and uh, have to peel their kids out of the hallway. Like, we were having youth fall out in, in the hall. Like, they, there was so much glory of God, so much of God's presence in the room that they couldn't even get in the room. And, and so we, would, we had some of our ushers would carry kids to their parents' cars because they just, they just couldn't walk. they just fall under the power of God and be like everywhere. And we'd have, to, we'd have to peel them up off the floor and help carry them to the car. And, uh, you know, and of course, we, we you know, had a great move of God in 1994 in, uh, in Maui with Rodney Howard Brown and and just, you know, dynamic things that I've been able to see in, in revival. Does everybody understand that? And I am by no means an expert on revival. You know, I can't tell you how to get it. Like, I wish I had 15 points on how to facilitate revival in Alaska. I don't. He's the theologian. I'm, you know, trying to tell people me and the pastor are getting a case. So, you, you know, just take anything I say with a grain of salt, please. And... And see him later, because he'll, he'll still be here. And I won't. I leave tonight. Um, but my point is, there are lots of great books out there, lots of great ways to have revival. And if you just read this, these two verses of Scripture, there are very specific things that happen. Are you all aware of that? Probably your pastor has talked on it many times. And, and really instructed you. And so I see in you... The things that I believe preceded revival, what I would call pre-revival, you know, it preceded revival, you already are walking, and I've been to your early morning prayer thing, and that barn almost does shake on occasion. There's so much power and glory in that place in the morning. You're generous people. You give, just like this verse says. I mean, you're super generous. People you know, people don't even know me giving me checks and giving me money and saying, thank you so much for coming. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, thank you, <laughs> woo, you know, just being generous and, you know, and the, and the response to Bishop Hooks's word this last weekend and, and I talked on honor and, you know, and you just have responded in such a beautiful way as a church. I mean, you are gracious and generous and loving. I believe you meet the criteria that preceded these things in revival. 
that your hearts are right. You're in one accord. You know, in the Greek, they, it's, it's Honda. Shh. Honda, one accord. It's <laughs> one accord, brah. So that's probably not true, but um, that's not Greek at all. It's little Japanese people build them. I think I don't know. Do that, don't they? Well, maybe not. <laughs> so, um, so one accord, generous prayer. Y'all follow me? You meet the criteria. So you are candidates for these revivals. Aren't you so glad? In fact, I think you're living in the midst of what God is going to do. And so let me just tell you quickly what I felt like from the Lord. Um, and, and again, I am not a surfer. So although I am from California and I have surfed, I am not a surfer. I ski, um, play tennis. I, in college, I was a, pro a professional dart player. Uh, I was, so I hustled people for money. I really did. And uh, almost got in a lot of fights in San Diego with Navy people because I would hustle money because I was a very, very good professional dart player. And I'd show up and I'd nurse a beer and I'd just smoke these people and take their money. And um, so anyway, I'm very good at that. I'm very good at a few things. I'm not good at surfing. For whatever reason, I don't have the, I'm goofy foot, and I can't go right. So that's a problem in waves, because you got to be able to go both ways, depending on which way the wave's breaking. So I can only go one way, small problem. So, so I'll never forget, some of my friends are very, very good. We went to Ho'okipa. Ho'okipa is a very, it's in Paia. I lived in Paia. It's a very large surf spot. In fact, they do the OP uh, kiteboarding and windsurfing. The, um, it's the windsurfing one where they do the crazy flips with a windsurfing board. So it's a huge surfboard, kind of like a surfboard. And they put their feet in these brackets, and it has a sail on it. And they fly off these waves that on average are probably 12 feet on a like little sissy day 12 feet on a little sissy day to you know 20 feet maybe and around the corner is a place called jaws and jaws is one of the most gnarly surf spots in the world in fact, it's so gnarly, very, very few people drop into Jaws because the wave builds so high and so fast. So they tow you, they tow you into the wave behind a specially made jet ski. So you get in this, uh, it's a tow-in tow, tow surfboard. They're specially made surfboards. And they tow you in 40, 40 miles an hour and then and then you let go 
into this gigantic wave. You know, they've been measured at 70 to 90 feet. Faces, 70 foot face. It's like a gigantic concrete building if you fall. And lots of people have died there. And, um, and so Ho'okipa is on the way to there. So, you know, I would, all, I would go. All my friends are very good surfers. And the thing that's different about in Hawaii than in California where I'm from is they have reefs. Everybody say reef. So they have reefs. The point of the reef is that it causes the wave to be bigger and gives it power to grow because there's this reef rock underneath the water. Are you all following me? And so the first time I ever went to Oho Okipa, which was, in fact, oddly enough, the very last time I ever surfed, I went to Oho Okipa. I'm with my friends who um, took me straight into the front of where the largest waves come. And they're professionals. They're all very, very good professionals. Um, and so they take me into the front. They're like, you'll be fine. Because I had surfed before, but I'd never surfed a wave like that. And so I get in there, and I go, and I'm praying, because they're probably, you know, 8 to 10-foot faces, which is a big wave. And the ground, the reef, is about 6 feet um, below the water line. So I'm six, one and a half. So six feet below me is this gigantic reef that can kill you. And the waves are like 10 to 12 feet. And I'm right in the middle. And I go to go catch this wave, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I think that's one of the reasons God gives us tongues. You know, Pastor Daniel talked about it today, emergency tongues. I went into total emergency tongues because I'm like, I'm going to catch this wave. And as I go to catch the wave, I have to turn right. Small problem. And as I turn, I dig my nose. I fall. I hear the Lord tell me, split second, duck dive. So I go, I listen. Thank God I listened. Because as soon as he said duck dive, I went and ducked, and my surfboard had got caught in the wave, and the point of it was coming straight at my face. And I just missed it. Like, I got under the wave because I obeyed immediately, I just missed the point of the surfboard rocketing straight at my face. And then the real fun began because I smashed under the ground, tied to my surfboard, also being smashed. And then another wave and another wave and another wave and another wave and another wave. Until before you know it, I am smashed on the reef being pounded by these gigantic waves, and I think I'm going to die. Been there? And, and I wanted to share with you briefly, I tell you that story 
because I really felt like the Lord gave me a vision of three types of people. So everybody say three people. And again, I'm not a surfer. So if my surf theology is off, please go find a Hawaiian and they'll help you. Okay? Um, so, again, I already declared that I'm not a surfer, right? So, on the outside, everybody say outside. On the outside, it is the absolute safest place to be. I went on the inside. Everybody say inside. I went on the inside where the big waves are. The beginners go to the outside because they're a little smaller. They're, the waves are less frequent, they're not as big, I already said that. And there are people in, in revival and people even within this church that are on the outside. They're on the outside of the wave because it's safe. And even though you can catch a wave, waves do come on the outside, they're less frequent. I would call those people, um, you know, like for me, when I, when I felt like I was on the outside, you know, I had to respond to every altar call for my miracles. You know, I waited till Sunday, and you know, and I had to get prayer. And um, it, you know, the that encounter with God sustained me, right? And I and it felt like I was just going from one crisis to another crisis to another crisis to another crisis. And that's someone on the outside. So. The outside is safe. Waves don't come as often. Um, and you, you can still catch waves. But you're just not going to experience true the revival of heaven and what God really wants you to be on the outside. And then there are people on the inside. And the inside is scary. It's dangerous. The waves are bigger. You can get hurt. You know, I, w I would say that those people are people in ministry, people, you know, leading cell groups, picking up kids on a bus route, you know, uh, you know, signing in people on Connect, you know, running the TV cameras, taking uh, offerings and being a usher. And they're, you know, they're people involved and doing stuff and, and you can get hurt. Waves come at you in great succession. You know, sometimes you feel like you're just getting sucked under. You know, the, f the funny thing about waves in Hawaii, they have undertow, which so if you get sucked under, it's like under under. You know, you only, you not only get sucked under, but then there's an undertow that sucks you under under. So here's under, there's under under. I'm telling you. And sometimes in ministry, we feel like that. You know, we feel like we just got sucked under, under. You know, just when you thought it was safe, you know, there's another way. You know, sister, what's their face? Are you pregnant? You know. Right? Well-meaning. Well-meaning people. You know, you lose a baby. They're like, well, that was just the Lord's will for your little princess angel in heaven. You know, just want to slap some people. Don't you? Is it just me? I'm in Alaska. We definitely want to slap people. 
douche, you know. And, you know, they're well-meaning. People are well-meaning. But you're not exempt from that even in ministry, right? Because you're on the inside. You know, you're in the danger zone. You're doing stuff. You know, trying to witness to your family that know your whole story. You know? <laughs> you know? Right? Trying to convince someone Jesus really changed your life. It took me three years for my parents to look at me any different. I mean, I'd already gotten ordained and I was a reverend. and I, But to them, dude, because I'd done so much damage... You know, it's like, they just were like, it's a matter of time. We've seen this show before. You know what I mean? You know, we're trying to witness and, you know, share the love of Jesus. And, you know, they're throwing tomatoes at us and, you know, mocking us. And, you know, pointing out every error in our life and every weakness and, you know, every. Being critical, someone sneezes, you don't say God bless you, and they go, See, you are not a Christian. You could have blessed me and you did it. You know, as you all know what I'm talking about. And so the inside is dangerous, but there's great reward because that's where the big waves are. And then the third type of people is anybody following me? So everybody's on the ocean, everybody's looking to catch waves, but you have the people on the outside, and that's an outside set, it's, you're not on the outside of, do all, you all know what I'm trying to say, right? On the outside, and then people on the inside, where the big waves are, and then you have the people that are actually already in the wave, and the difference between the outside and inside is people on the outside, normally they're sitting on their board because they know the waves aren't coming all the time. And when you're on the inside, you have to be constantly ready. You know what I'm saying? And then the third type of people are people that are already on the wave and in the tube. Everybody say the word tube. The tube is like heaven in surfing waves. So I've never been in a tube because I am not very good at it. And I spent most of my time being smashed by waves. So, you know, whatever tube I was in was like, rah, you know, rah, rah, and so that wasn't so fun. So anyway, as I said, that was the last time I surfed. Um, and so, but people in the tube, anybody ever seen someone in the tube? It, it is an amazing thing. And the wave does all the work and there is a thing in the holy ghost when you are in the tube that the holy spirit is doing the work in fact there's a great scripture in isaiah and it, and it talks about the broad rivers that um that no boat can go or no boat with oars can go and it's a great picture of the river of god when you're in that tube that the river of heaven sustains you like a current. Everybody say the word current. And once you're in that place, the wave does all the work. You don't have to paddle anymore. You know, I mean, it is, you just have to go with the flow of that wave. And that's what I really feel like is the essence of revival. It is like a tube that is coming to the state of Alaska. And if you're on the outside 
of the waves that are coming. You can still catch the wave. You will still be blessed by it. I mean, you can get its tan. You know, there's... Right? You know, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome on the outside. You know, but I want to live, I want to live a little differently in my life. You know, I'd, I'd much rather be on the inside, taking risk, doing something big. If I fail, I fail. You know, if I miss it, I miss it. You know, giving this prophetic word to the coxes. I, I can miss stuff. I could have missed that on TV. You know, son, at my last night here with my friend, right? But I want to be on the inside. I'd much rather risk. I'd much rather risk missing than to sit on the outside knowing I'm going to miss. And then on in the tube is where I really want to be. And I want to read you this word. We we went to dinner last night and uh, in Anchorage. And as we did, Pastor Daniel was talking about prophetic words and things that have uh, touched and changed his life over the years and the power of the prophetic because we just had this prophetic conference. And so I'm almost done, so let me just read you this, and I asked his permission if I could share it. This was uh, written on February the 27th, 2007. So uh, this is February 21st. 2016 so it's like almost nine years if my math is right or eight years anybody can do math my brain is already left Alaska can anybody do math for me? how many years almost nine years thank you so much got to get the young minds to compute math so almost nine years ago to the day February the 27th and it says Pastor Daniel I'm so glad that the Lord put it upon my heart to call you today about the transformation videos that I lent you. What an awesome divine appointment today. Since this word is better than the first prophetic word I gave you about going to Alaska, let this word serve as the fresh manna revelation for the Black Bracken clan for this season, this hour. So I had given him a, a prophetic word. I was on vacation in New Hampshire. And I will never forget this moment. I was standing in the back of a condo, and he called me and said, Can you prophesy? I'm here with my staff. Gave this prophetic word. And then he, and then he asked me, he said, Can you uh, email me what you said? Like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not how it works. Email you the prophetic? You know? So anyway... What I did is God gave me another download, which was even better than the one I gave him in the first place. And here's what happened. I'm reading you this thing. It says, I saw in the first vision, the second I hung up the phone with you, that there was an invasion of the glory of God. In fact, this present move was just a precursor to what the Lord was going to do. The current wave was actually a wave of preparation. Say wave of preparation. That God was preparing his people to be able to handle the successive waves of glory that he is going to visit Alaska with. I saw the successive waves of his spirit and the invasion which is currently taking place as a divine season of preparation. 
I called you and I told you what I saw. It was based on this transformation video, George Rogers Jr., that a, a large revival in an Alaskan village somewhere. And I mean, it was profound. In fact, even in their church, they all felt shaking and just the fire of heaven and the glory of God. And they had, I mean, just a real huge, genuine move of God. And so it was in, I don't know, wherever, someplace in Alaska. And, um, and then the second wave I saw was a wave of impregnation or impartation. Say impartation. This wave saw people catching the vision. This is the mantle wave. Everybody say mantle wave. Where Elijah to Elisha, the Lord said, the same spirit that is in him, I will put in you. And it was a DNA transfer of the revival spirit that was going to come on people in Alaska. Then I saw a third wave, again, larger in size and intensity. This was the evangelism wave. Say evangelism wave. This wave saw the release of a great momentum shift. It was impossible to get out of the way of this wave. It was so powerful. The people are, were so released in freedom and joy that they brought large numbers of people to the Lord. At this point, the move was self-sustaining. You will enter into the season of effortless victory. Say effortless victory. Effortless victory as you see the wave sweep throughout the entire state. Then I saw the fourth wave, which was the wave of revival. At this point, I paused to pray for you and release an anointing and, and prophesy the completion of these visions. Some of what I prayed for and prophesied, I wrote below for you to remember. The tape recorder is actually these words that are emblazoned upon your spirit man. And it says, um, this is something that God wired you with before uh, Danny Bracken, which is what I call him sometimes because that's what his mommy calls him. Danny. And I can because I'm his good friend. So before Danny Bracken was even ever born, like Esther, you were formed and fashioned by God for such a time as this. And listen very carefully because this is you. Are you all listening? It says the move of God that is coming to Alaska will be written in the annals of time. You're riding the wave of revival. You. Everybody say me. Me. Riding the wave of revival will encourage others that thought it impossible. To catch the waves themselves. Like the first surfer at Jaws, which is those waves that I told you can be 70 to 90 feet. Like the first surfer at Jaws, before anyone else would ride it, there was a forerunner. So one person dropped in. When one person dropped in, there are now a handful of people in the world that can drop into a wave at Jaws without being pulled in. Do you all hear me? Because all of a sudden it's not impossible. And it says you are the forerunner. So everybody say, I'm a forerunner. You're the man who will help usher in what God wants to do in this state. The indigenous people will be restored to the Lord 
and a great manifestation will mark this move of God with all signs and wonders, just like in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4. And, and then I said something very personal to him about his raven and the sign that you, some of you know about and what God is going to do. And then I said, what, I love you more than anything. I'm so proud of you and privileged to be your friend. And tonight, we're going to pray for you. And I know they have a meeting and whatever, but, but what we need for me to be the revival that I see, I, I have to be the revival. I need a revival in my marriage, revival with my kids. I need a revival, you know, if you're a young person in my school, I need a revival in my business. I need, you know, I need a revival financially. I need a revival academically I need a revival you know from addiction I need a you know from whatever I struggle with and you know and and sometimes because when we're on the outside you just feel like you're pummeled by wave after wave after wave after wave after wave and it seems so hard to break through to break free and tonight I want to pray for you that God will help you to be the revival whatever you might need a revival in your physical body because it's you know, there's just hindrances and things are very difficult for you. Um, you know, not just financially, but in your physical body. And so whatever it is, whatever area you need revival in, that's what I want to release to you tonight. That you will be the revival that you want to see in the state of Alaska. Not staying on the outside or coming from the outside to the inside and the inside to the tube where it is His Spirit and His glory that carries you through every season and every circumstance of your life. And that's what I want to pray for. So I'm going to introduce my friend. That's you. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to try to pray for you uh, before we ha all have to go. Put your hands together for Pastor all right, let's bless the man of God. Ushers, would you help us, please? Ushers, if you would assist us. Thank you so much. Awesome. Pastor Michael uh, has a ministry called Daddy... Daddy loves ministry. I got that right, right? Daddies love ministry. They uh, help to rescue. Tell us. Uh, sex traffic vic victims around the world. People, you know, little kids who've been caught up in sex trafficking. Boys, the average age is 6 to 8, and girls is 11 to 13. And we partner with people that rescue kids out of, out of sex trafficking. Wow. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just wanted to say that many of your terminologies about waves and surfing are totally off, but... But we got the idea. It's a good word. 
being in the tube is very cool. It's supernatural. It's like amazing. How many got ministered to tonight? Dr. Gannon is going to pray for everybody that wants prayer. And then he's going to jump in a, in a truck. Pastor Vince is going to bring him to the airport safely over these roads all the way to Anchorage. Uh, knowing him, he'll pray for everybody that wants prayer. He's uh, what we call a brooder. He just takes his time praying for people. So uh, we're just going to release you to be you. And uh, we'll pray in a moment as soon as you're ready to with your offering for him. Uh, and then if you need to slip out, then you just go ahead, and we're just going to let the service roll. All right, if you need to get home, go ahead and do that. Now, at, at, in 45 minutes, about, our year-end annual meeting will take place, and we'll be streaming live from the islands and around the world, and uh, you can join us for that. Former members, I, uh, if you're not able to stay, would you please see Maylene so that you could vote. Getting a quorum is very important. And uh, if you're able to stay for the meeting, we'd love to have you. Whether you're a former member or not, you get to hear about our church and the great victories and things that are taking place around the world. Ushers, would you come, please? So, Pastor Ganny, you just have your liberty. And then if you just need to slip out, you're like, dude, that dude's taking forever to come pray for me. Well, just be patient. If you want prayer, we've got others that can pray for you. But, Pastor Ganny, you just be led by the tube led by the spirit let's pray father we thank you for pastor dr michael gannon god we ask lord that you would uh, use this offering multiply it many many times over to the giver as well as uh, as well as the gift to daddy's love ministries lord and pray that you would use him powerfully as he returns and those he partners with even to rescue children and thank you for him his wife his, his daughters pour out over him and bless him use him to bring an effect change even to eternity in jesus name amen ushers go ahead uh, let me say that um uh, you were going to write you'll write i've prophesied this over you before but there's books that you need to write, and there's going to come a tremendous unction of the Spirit of God. It'll be like you enter into the tube. <laughs> I see you writing. I see you writing books. It's going to flow. It's not going to be like really very difficult for you. Even as I asked you to send that email, it just sort of flowed. It's going to be like that. And God's going to use those books, even manuals. I see training manuals. I see... Um, I see publication of manuals, discipleship things. I see God putting things through your hands. Uh, the, there's been a, like administrative, um, there's an administrative ease that's come upon you and your and your wife. It's going to flow. It's going to it's going to be easy for you. Set aside some time. Put a fence around that time that you set. Build it. Sit down. Plan it. And watch and see what I'll do. Says the Lord. I'm going to flow through you with power. It's, it's going to be my spirit moving you along as you write. Because there are many, many, many that need what I've given you. Need to hear the story. There's hope that God's going to release to people that are hopeless. A supernatural story. I see God using you to 
to bring peace and restoration to pastors, leaders, marketplace people. God, we thank you. Do it, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with us? Let me just bless you, and then if you need to slip out, go ahead. If you want, if you want prayer, then uh, Dr. Gannon will pray for you. Father, thank you for what you've done. Hey, if you're not right with God, don't you leave this place without being reconciled to Him. Come on, there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. If that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus. First time or recommitment, just pray right out loud with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me, to rise again from the grave for me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Holy Spirit, thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do now in this time here in the altar through my dear friend. I pray, oh God, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. Give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Annual meeting will start in 45 minutes. Pastor Gannon, please come take your liberty. If you want Minister Micah to lead in, in worship? Whatever you want, all right? If you need to slip out, go ahead. If you want prayer, come. Come with your kids. He's going to pray over you. So if you need to go, God bless you. Thank you so much.